The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them a parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So we went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The young man would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf 
because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when his son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because your brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. as we gather together here and those praying with us online i've been preaching kind of the end of ordinary time and into this season of lent a message series called can you hear me now the art of listening and living as a faithful disciple if you've missed any of the previous three homilies you can go to chathamcatholic.ca there's a link and then or again if you're having trouble sleeping you can go to this link press the homily and quietly and gently go to sleep with the sound of my voice. This is the, the last of this series, and uh, we've been kind of looking at this from, can you hear me now? Uh, maybe thinking about the fact that, uh, you know, when we're talking to someone and they're not understanding, can you hear me now? Can you understand it? Or when you're on your cell phone and losing signal, can you hear me now? But it's all this series has really been about is God telling us and asking us, can you hear me now? Are we willing to embrace God's love that he outpours upon us? And especially in this season of Lent is this opportunity for us to embrace that mercy that he gives to us most fully expressed through Christ's passion, death, and resurrection and allow that love to hear his voice, to allow the Lord in our hearts that he can transform us into a new creation. During this series, three fundamentals we've been looking at is listening really involves our hearts and minds, whether we're trying to listen to God in our prayer and our spiritual lives, or when we have conversations with others, you know, with our spouse, with our children, with our co-workers. It's all, we, we don't listen just with our ears, but our hearts and minds so that we can appreciate one another. The art of conversation has been replaced with broadcasting. We're all very good at that. Our smartphones, our, our personal television stations, we're good at broadcasting our thoughts, ideas, whether it's in social media, whether it's whatever ways, we're good at telling everybody what we think, but are we really good at really having conversations, having dialogue, 
and learning from one another. And finally, conscious listening creates understanding. And as I conclude this series, this, this last homily is focused in on really this conscious listening to God creates transformation for us. Because that's what Lent is really all about. It's not just to give up Tim Hortons, which I did not give up this morning. It's not about, you know, giving up uh, meat on Friday, although it's a good sacrifice. I gave up fish on Friday. I don't eat fish. Those are good things, but do they go really deep? The, the season of Lent for us is a, a, a real opportunity of renewal and transformation of our lives to, to become what? To be disciples. To have the courage to live our faith despite the times when it's not popular in our world to do so. The courage to go into the storms of this world to share God's love with those who are in need and not to think about ourselves. Lent seeks to reset, recalibrate, re-energize us to be Christ risen in this world to experience and embrace the joy that only Christ can offer that can never be taken away by anything. It never fades away. You know, Lent is not a chance for us to just go through the motions, but to truly be loved by God, allowing him to love us, and through that love, love one another, serve one another. I've been referring to Julian Treasure. He was one of the TED Talks I did in the last online TED retreat. And his, his, mess, his TED Talk was five ways of listening better. I'm going to share with you one more, which gets to us as we conclude this series. He calls it Raza, which in Sanskrit is translated nectar, essence, or taste. And it's an acronym. He says, first, if we're going to be talking to one another and we're going to try to listen, we have to receive, so we have to pay attention. Right? It, like during this homily, this could be a time to really pay attention to the Lord speaking to us, you know, or you can have a nap, right? One, both would have benefits, right? But we listen to one another, right? He says, we have to appreciate. So he says in conversations, you can make little noises like, Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. You know how we have conversations? In a homily, we don't, I don't get that. There's no noises. There's no appreciation. There's no applause. Only when I finish preaching. Because everybody's happy it's over. But when we're talking to one another, to try to appreciate and to send signals to the person you're paying attention to, you respond, you know, you, you make those noises. Then he says, summarize using the word so. So you kind of give back to the person, kind of summarizing what they're saying so that you can say, this is what I understand you saying, which makes sense. And then finally, ask questions for clarification, for the sake that we just don't talk to each other or speak or broadcast to one another, but that we come to an understanding. Beautiful tips for us in our conversations, but also good for our conversations 
with God, because I want to get to the essence of this message series, and I think the essence of our faith, which comes to us from the gospel today. The beautiful story of the prodigal son, but I would prefer to entitle it the story of the prodigal father, because it's really the story about the father and his immense love for his children. And of course, Jesus shares this story for us to be reminded of our Father in heaven who loves us. And I want to look at it with this great, and this is the essence of Lent, the essence of our faith is this immense love that God has for us that changes our lives, that strengthens us, comforts us, consoles us, empowers us to live our lives confidently in God's grace and to share that grace with others. And I want to look at it between the father and the older son who remains faithful. Because we can always look at the younger son who squandered and wasted everything, which what prodigal means, means wasteful. And this story is about a prodigal father. He, the father is wasteful with his love. That the older son who remains also can teach us we hear in the gospel the older son seeing that there's this party his brother has come back after wasting all this money and then realizing that the father has wasted all this opportunity of celebration generously rejoicing at his son's return he says listen for all these years i've been working like a slave for you and i've never disobeyed your command Yet you have never given me even a goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. One of the dangers in our lives and even in our lives of faith is that the focus is all on us. And this older son says, listen, I've been faithful. I've done everything you asked. What about me? And yet, for us as faithful disciples, if we're going to be good listening disciples, messengers and ambassadors, as we hear in the second reading, ambassadors of Christ. If we're truly going to be those messengers, it's never about us. You know, God, what about me? Where's my reward? God, why am I suffering this? What about me? Where's my help? God abundantly blesses and graces us and fills us so that we can be those shining lights. And the son, this older son, gets caught up in himself. But the father is generous. He says, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The generous father reconciles with the younger son who squandered all his inheritance, but then also reconciles with the older son who is upset that his brother wasn't ridiculed, wasn't uh, banished, wasn't punished for his mistakes. The father also reconciles with this older son saying, everything I have is yours, but we have to celebrate because there's new life 
in your brother, and we have to rejoice. The essence of our faith, the essence of our Lenten journey is all about reconciling our relationships, seeking that transformation. So we're seeking that renewal, not only for ourselves to be better disciples, but we're called to be just like this generous and over uh, abundant father who seeks to heal those relationships with his sons and also between the two of them. And for us to experience transformation, to experience the fullness of the gift of our faith that God has given to us, we need to not only experience reconciliation, but facilitate it. What does that mean? For us, in the gift of our faith, the sacrament of reconciliation, where we have the abundant and generous Father in heaven who forgives us all our sins, who makes us new, but then we become agents of reconciliation, which requires dialogue, conversation, conscious listening and understanding so that we can heal the divisions in our world, which are many, within our own family, within our own relationships with friends, co-workers, even within our family of parishes and the world. When we are agents of change and healers, reconcilers, and generously offer this, we will be transformed and the world will be transformed. We hear in the second reading saying, you are a new creation. And that's what we want in the gift of our lives and the gift of our faith. Constant renewal and transformation so that we can continue to be messengers of hope. In the second reading we heard, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old is passed away. See, everything becomes new. How does that happen? Through reconciliation, through forgiveness, through healing. And we have to try to experience that constantly, but also help try to create that constantly in our lives outside the doors of the church so that the world is transformed and renewed, that everything becomes new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What does it mean to be a disciple in our world today, a follower of Jesus, us who will receive the gift of the Eucharist, is to go out in this world and try to heal those divisions. Bring joy to those who are suffering. Walk with those who are preparing to go home to the kingdom. Bring light to those who are in darkness. Help people know that they're never alone. This ministry of reconciliation is at the essence of who we are as a church and what we're called to try to do each and every day, not for ourselves, but for others. And this transformation is like this picture, and it's kind of like the left side is today. It's wintry cold. You know, a bare tree there, no leaves, no nothing. 
and the transformation is on the right. As I was gonna say today, I thought today would be a beautiful spring day and I'd say, look, it's, everything's being made new. Not yet. But we look forward to the beautiful trees, the green grass, the warm temperatures, life comes back. And that's what happens for us when we live this life and ministry of reconciliation, this ministry of healing that begins in our own hearts, in our own lives, but cannot stop there. As we continue in our Mass, and I conclude this message series, Can You Hear Me Now? The only way that transformation, the only way that healing can happen in our lives and in the world is if we can hear the Lord. If we dialogue and have a conversation with Him, if we ask Him questions in our prayer, in celebrating the gift of the sacraments, and allow His love, like the prodigal father in the Gospel today, to bless us, to overwhelm us with peace, with healing, with love, and allow that transformation to happen within us that we're so blessed, so filled with joy, so filled with grace, that it cannot help but overflow in the things that we do, in our relationships with those in our lives, and beyond to reach out to those who are in need in our own city and across the world like the shoe drive that we conclude this weekend thanks to all those who have donated you can also donate financially as well uh, i saw one of the slogans on one of the boxes says shoe me your love isn't that awesome i wish i had come up with that shoe me your love let us show that love as we continue in our Mass, we hear God say, can you hear me now?